Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. Public transport is crucial, especially if you are blind or partially sighted. In fact, it's crucial pretty much for anyone who doesn't have access to their own car. Now, the Community Transport Association is an organisation which looks at public transport. Indeed, it concentrates quite a lot on providing and helping with information on services which perhaps have poor coverage. And we concentrate a lot on buses at the moment and trains, etc. And uh, a lot of talk recently has been around accessible transport. In fact, we've been looking at the bill currently going through Parliament, looking at some amendments to be made to that in relation to talking buses. You know, if you're blind or partially sighted, being on a bus where there are talking announcements can help improve your independent mobility. Now, we have with us uh, James Cole from the Community Transport Association. James, thank you for joining us. Tell me a little bit more about the the association. What, What kind of work does it get involved in? Yeah, sure. So fundamental to everything the Community Transport Association does is that we are for and about accessible, inclusive transport. This means that our vision of the world is where people can shape and create their own inclusive, accessible transport solutions. So that means everything else in their lives can be accessible as well. Just to talk a little bit about what community transport does, this means that in every part of the UK, every day of the year, thousands of community transport staff and volunteers are helping people stay independent. They do this through providing support to access vital services, using conventional vehicles they've adapted to do exceptional things. They provide services like voluntary car schemes, community buses, school transport. And these are all services that have usually started as a response to unmet needs, where people in their communities couldn't get to where they need to be. Just to clarify, James, it's completely separate from the sort of transport services that people may think of and that they use every day. Community transport operates often in parallel to what you may term mainstream bus services. So these are either run through things like Section 19 permits, where people join what you might call a club. So it'll be a local community and people will use a minibus. Or sometimes they'll run conventional routes that are perhaps less popular. So it gives people access to get to where they need to be. So some services will look very different to your usual bus services. Some may look similar than you think. How would people get access to these kind of services or indeed, you know, think to themselves, well, you know, I think we could do with some help here from CTA? So I think there's a few things that people can do. The first is that we have an online repository, CTA Online, where people can go on and see where their local scheme may be. There will often be information provided by their local council on their website around community transport operators in their area. Okay, now I was mentioning earlier on a little bit about accessible travel and we've been involved quite a bit uh, with RNIB and guide dogs and so on on you know, audiovisual services on buses and accessible transport. Is that something which the Community Transport Association gets involved in as well, working with mainstream providers? So there's a lot of things that we've been looking at at the moment around how our mainstream transport network can be made more accessible. And if I just touch on a few areas we've been doing, one of the things we've been looking at at the moment is the Bus Services Bill. So I'm sure some of your listeners will be aware the Bus Services Bill is the way that the government are looking to re-regulate parts of the bus network. In the bill, they lay out five goals, which are around growing passenger numbers, tackling air quality, improving bus services to passengers, etc. And one of the ways we think to improve bus services to passengers is increasing accessibility of services. So one of the things we've been looking at is around how do we encourage things like where consultations are taking place on new services. How do they involve the views of people with disabilities? How do they involve the views of people who live in rural areas who can't access services? Another thing we're quite interested in that the Bus Services Bill does is that it opens up data provisions so local operators have to share more data with local authorities around what their service does. Wouldn't it be amazing if this led to app developments that improve accessibility of services? 
better information for people who are unsure or uncomfortable about using services at the moment. I think there's real potential there to open up the network in a really new and exciting way to people who might have felt excluded before. So uh, accessible travel then, so that, that could be talking buses, it could be um, buses which are, are easy accessible for people yeah. with, with wheelchairs as well, and even people with disabilities as well, maybe in rural areas which are poorly served already. So is the bill really going to make a difference? I think the important thing to remember with the bus services bill is that it's an enabling bill. So it will be down to local authorities to invent the services which best support their local communities. And they can do so through three ways. They can either install new partnerships between themselves and local bus operators. One of the things that we've been suggesting you could look at that is where you measure quality of a partnership. You should look at the accessibility of that as a measure of quality. So we move the narrative away from, is this bus service particularly profitable? how frequent it is, to saying these things are very important as well. But how many people can make journeys who couldn't before? Another area really interested at the moment is bus franchising. So it's been mooted that this gives local authorities more power to design services. What we're really keen to see is that if local authorities choose to adopt these powers, that this enables more people to use services than before. So we think there's real potential for local authorities to come up with imaginative means of enhancing and improving bus services where necessary. So this does have huge potential. And what, what stage are we at with the bill at the moment then, James? So the Bus Services Bill has passed through the House of Lords at the moment with some amendments made in the committee stage around franchising a municipal bus ownership. It was due to be spoke at the House of Commons a couple of weeks ago. Then, of course, the Brexit Bill came up, which pushed everything back parliamentary timetable. And it's going to be our goal throughout that to try and have a conversation around. This is our opportunity to say what we want our bus services to look like and how can we influence that. So we want to do things like we'll be having conversations with people across government, charity sector, and whoever's interested in forming alliances and partnerships about how we talk about having more accessible bus services. We'll post things on our blogs for people to read and get involved in. And we'll be tweeting things where people can follow us on our Twitter at CTAUK1 to see what we've been up to and how we're pushing to have a more accessible and inclusive bus network. If people would like to find out more information about the services or what help they could get in their area, how can they get in touch? Yeah, of course. So the first thing that people can do is visit our blog, which is www.ctablog.org, where we've been posting updates, our opinions and views from others around what the bus services bill can do. Alongside this, we'll be publishing a briefing we've put together which looks at specific parts of the bill and how we think they can be used to enhance access and inclusion. We'd encourage people to read this, get in touch if they're interested. And finally, I'd encourage people to keep an eye on our social media accounts, again, using that to follow the blog, and just get in touch with me. All my email address is at the bottom of the blog and everything I write about it, and we're really keen to open up conversations and have new voices involved in looking at the redesign of our bus services. James, um, we will continue to follow the progress of the, uh, the bill passing through Parliament at the moment, but in the meantime, thank you for speaking with us on RNIB Connect Radio. Thank you very much, Alan. Really appreciate it. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.